Welcome back to the Sports Not interview. Today, we're talking to former Major League Baseball player Xavier Suggs, but more importantly, former UNLV Hustlin' Rebel. Yes, <laughs> always good to talk to a fellow UNLV alumnus, but he's here now as an ESPN Major League Baseball analyst. Also, you can catch him on MLB TV, and you got to go check out Show and Go with X on YouTube, his show. Very entertaining, very good stuff. If you want to know more about the inside of baseball from somebody who played the game at the highest level, Go check it out. Xavier, thanks for being with us, man. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Always, like you oh, said, always you? good to talk to a oh. rebel, man. So uh, me. me in Florida, I don't That's get weird. to see and, and talk to too many of them uh, now oh, on this East Coast. So it's nice to, nice to t chop it up with you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, well, you know, spring training gets started this week. And uh, tell us what it's like. You know, fans love spring training. I know as a kid, Growing up in San Diego, at that time, the Padres were out in Yuma. We used to go out there uh, with my dad. And it was great because I could talk to players. I could get autographs. It's a much more casual environment than when you guys are in the big stadiums in the middle of the season focusing on that pennant. Uh, but for you as a player rolling into spring training, talk about that experience and maybe some of the more memorable things uh, that you did experience during your time there. Yeah, it, it's such an excitement uh, rolling into spring training because it's it's almost a, a feeling of new beginnings, right? It's like a new start no matter what happened uh, the prior year, um, no matter even what you went through in the offseason. It's like, okay, day one, I get to see my boys again. We get to chop it up. Uh, it, it reminds me like the first day of the, of school for your senior year of high school. Like there's just so much excitement going into it, so much optimism um, everybody's in a great mood, even though there's a lot of competition, everybody's still as jovial as possible. And it's probably the best environment when you talk about kind of a team that's looking at step one to getting to where they want to be. And, uh, man, it's, it's really not too many better feelings than experiencing that and seeing everybody come in kind of with their best, ready to put their best foot forward. It feels good. Yeah, it's cool because you guys are all there kind of cloistered, right? Because when you're back, when you're playing throughout the season, you know, you're living your everyday life and then you're going to the ballpark, you're playing. But then when you're in camp, you know, you're all there together. It's sort of a, a very interesting dynamic. What right. about for you, though, going into that first spring training that you went into after after UNLV days and you went to the Cardinals? What was it like to be around some of the veterans that you had seen, you know, obviously as a college player and as a kid growing up and then to be out there competing with them, playing with them? What was that like? It was crazy. Um, it's almost like you're pinching yourself to feel like you actually belong there, right? You, you talk about names like Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, uh, Matt Holliday, um, so many, but not even just that, like so many like veteran former players come along. Ozzie Smith, Bob Gibson mm -hmm. had come along. Um, man, Willie McGee, who's a part of the coaching staff now, like so many guys uh, seeing Tony La Russa, uh, so many guys just gravitate towards being around the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, uh, being a part of that, really that spring training. So it, it's special. And, and even getting a wake up call of like seeing guys, how early they get to the field and just a, a mm. regiment of putting the work in. That was an eye-opening experience for me because you always, as a feel as a as a player, you feel like you're putting in a great amount of work until you see some of the greats and you see what it really takes to get to where their level is. And you don't want to be somebody that holds everybody back. You want to be a part of doing that same thing. And how can you call yourself great unless you're doing some of the things that those guys have consistently done um, year after year after year? So really, a, an eye-opening experience to me. 
And it made me question, am I working hard enough to get to where I want to be? Yeah. And that's incredible because that's what it's about. I mean, people look at baseball, they see a game, but you're professionals, right? And so to learn how to be a professional, just like we all do, no matter what business we go into, you learn from mentors, you learn from the best. Because if you want to be the best, you watch what the best do. Uh, obviously, great, great examples of that throughout the game. All right, let's talk about baseball this year. Coming into this season, I mean, the L.A. Dodgers, X. I mean, you look at these guys and what they were able to do with Yamamoto, with Otani in the offseason. I mean, I, how, can you, how can this team live up to the expectations unless they win a World Series? Do you think it's that heavy for the Dodgers this year because of all those moves they made? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and I think like that's kind of been an expectation even before an Otani got there. And even before Yamamoto is like, when are we going to get over this hump besides our 2020 year that we won the World Series? So I, I feel like, you know, even without Otani on the mound and you still bring in a Yamamoto, a Tyler Glass now, and you still have guys like Bobby Miller who will compete at a, t at a high level in this rotation, um, and then you bring some of the free agents over, it's hard not to imagine this team and, and having a roster that can beat the Braves. And I think you have to look at the Braves as the other NL team that you're ultimately trying to get past. Forget any of the other teams, the Phillies. Forget your own division. You're looking straight at the Braves and what they did last year. And how do you get past that as far as putting that roster together? Um, the expectations are going to be extremely high. And it's not just going to be this year, right? You, you, you sign these guys to decade-long deals it's going to be year after year after year. So I think that's what's exciting about the Dodgers team is th that the expectations are at such a high level. How do you ultimately meet those? The only answer is winning a World Series. All right, so with, with, those, with those expectations, um, you look at the Dodgers and what they were able to do. Now, listen, great for the players. I, I'm, I'm a player first guy, so it's like whatever you can get, you get. That's your value. But for baseball overall, if you're somebody in Pittsburgh, if you're somebody in Cincinnati, uh, if you're somebody in Tampa, and you look at what the Dodgers are able to do, overall, was it good for baseball that the Dodgers were able to go out and do what they did? I think it was because I think it makes everybody else kind of bring their game up, right? Like mm. everybody else is going to go and try to find ways to compete at a high level to bring in free agents because you look at – um, it's going to be hard to beat a team like the Dodgers. It's going to be hard to beat a team like the Braves, the Phillies, these teams that are, are continually being able to sign free agent guys. You won't find yourself in the mix unless you're doing so. So I think that that's, I think that's something that's good for the game. I even look at even mid-market teams that figure out, hey, we, we've got to find a way to go get a Yamamoto if available. We've got to figure out a way to go sign some starting pitching to at least be able to compete. Um, I ultimately like it because I think it does push some people. Now, now the lower market teams, they're, they're not going to budge, right, just because they can't yeah. play in that area. But I think it starts to give mid-market teams more an idea of, hey, when guys are available, even if we're not ready to win right now, we need to find a way to be able to grab a franchise-type player. Yeah, and, and it's the importance of building your minor league system too, right? For those teams right. that are on the lower end of the economic uh, uh, situation, they have to develop talent, right? And you've seen it. I mean, look, you've seen Tampa Bay do it in the past. Um, you've seen Oakland do it to a certain degree. They're not there right now, but you've seen other teams do that, Minnesota. So, so it can be done. Yeah. It just goes to the importance of, of how you go about it and if you can get that big name and good. But then we saw San Diego too, right? They went nuts, spent a lot of money because they had an owner that said, you know what? I don't care if I'm going to lose 
lose money. I want to try to win. Uh, right. It didn't work out for them. In fact, Juan Soto. So Juan Soto goes over to the Yankees. Is he the answer for that Yankee offense, do you think? I think he's a big part of it. Um, I, I, the thing for me is, does one person change the whole outlook of mm. what your team is capable of doing? I don't think so. But at the same time, if there is a, a type of person that I want to bring in, it's going to be Juan Soto because I think he has an effect on the whole offense as far as what he can do, t taking, taking his walks, getting on base, the approach that he has. I think the approach that the Yankees have had as a team has kind of been too free swinging. And I think you bring in a Juan Soto type of player, and I think that can help impact the rest of the hitters, specifically Judge. Like, you might have an opportunity yeah. to see Aaron Judge put up better numbers than he has in the past, and we've seen him put up historic numbers. So I, I think... It doesn't change the whole dynamic of a team, but I think it has the ability to really impact the team on a positive manner. And then that can impact not only offense, but that impacts pitching, that impacts starting oh, pitching, yeah. that impacts relief pitching. So all of those things are just as important for the Yankees if they look to, to be a, a team that has aspirations to win a World Series. Yeah. Is Soto and Judge, is that the best one-two combo in baseball right now, you think? Yeah, I think that's the best one-two punch. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because you have two guys that have the ability to hit high for average, hit high for power, uh, the ability to take walks. Um, all those things affect not only those players individually, but the, your team collectively. Um, those are two team-like players, right? Th those are guys that make your whole team better in a sense. And, and without either one of those guys, your team is significantly worse. So the Orioles, AL East, last year, you know, they, they go out there, they have an amazing season, and then they come back in the playoffs, aren't able to get it done. With that year of experience, are Orioles the team to beat there? They have to be. Um, you know, you go win 101 games and you go get a Cy Young <laughs> winner in Corbin Burns and I expect this team to do some big things um, I don't see this team getting worse in a sense that you went out and also got another relief pitcher in a Craig Kimbrell who has experienced closing games one of the best closers we've seen um, but also I look at the team offensively should be better too uh, you get another year under the guys' belts that, that are younger players, right? And also Jackson Holiday might be an impact player on this team here pretty soon, uh, who, Matt Holiday's son, who I played with Matt. Yeah. So the, I think it's, it's, it's an opportunity for the team to be better, um, more growth in a sense. Grayson Rodriguez has the ability to be an ace in the, in the rotation as well. So anytime you give those guys another year of experience, I think that they figure out a way to become better collectively and – I look at I, I don't know I don't know if the the rest of the division is going to be able to compete at the level the Orioles will. I th I still yeah. think the Yankees need another top line starter. Um I still think the Blue Jays have to hit and then the Rays they lost a couple starters due to injuries. So the Orioles are the team to beat for me and I, I look at their roster and it's considerably better than the Rangers right now too. Yeah, no, great one. That's a great point. Uh, we look at the National League. Before we let you go, uh, Xavier, you look at the National League, and you talked about the Braves. Obviously, you talk about the Dodgers. Um, who's a team there that can surprise maybe that's, that's sneaking up on folks uh, between what they did last year and coming into 2024 season? Yeah, it may be tough for the Diamondbacks to surprise teams, but I think that they're definitely going to make it tough. Um, you know, you they, they went out and made some moves this offseason, too. Um, 
You know, and it, you, I think another thing too is with them being a young athletic team, they're always putting pressure mm-hmm. on the other teams. So yeah. if they find themselves in close games, their bullpen got a lot better in the second half. Uh, if they find themselves in close games, I think they have the, an advantage. They always seem seem a way to handle the baseball the right way. And I think defensively, that's going to be a big part of what they have to do this season. Um, but they went and got another starter, which was big. Uh, and Rodriguez coming over from the Tigers. Uh, but yeah, the, the team should be significantly better. I don't know if they're going to sneak up on anybody. That's the only thing. The Phillies will be right there as well. And, and I expect the Cardinals to bounce back. Um, yeah. they, they had a tough season last year, but that offense is highly capable of putting together runs, and they went and got three starters too. Yeah, that NL Central is going to be interesting with those those three teams. The Cardinals clearly the best uh, when you look at the roster, but then, of course, you have the Cubs if Bellinger goes back there, and then the Reds yeah. are a really young team who's gotten better pitching-wise. So we'll see how it all works out. But we know we can watch you uh, over on MLB TV and, of course, ESPN, and make sure you check out Show & Go with X on YouTube as well. All right, my friend, I appreciate you spending some time with us, and we'll catch up with you once the season gets started. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, go Rebels, X. We'll see you next time, buddy. (laughs) Thank you.